0: I'm very happy to be joined by David O'Hare. David, thanks so much for joining us on the ATB podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Ram and Salisbury. I, I want to get into how you started coaching with them, but you used to play, first of all, right? Yes. Yeah, you so, played for how long?
1: So I, I graduated in 2014.
0: And you played with Joe. So you? yeah, Joe and I yeah. were
1: teammates at University of Memphis. So yeah, I think we were roommates, in fact, uh, when when we first arrived on campus. So that was kind of 2009, August 2009. And then finished up in in yeah May 2014, turned professional together, and played the guts of three and a half years together, uh, reaching a kind of career high from me of 117. And then January 2018, I tore my medial landle riggins in my ankle, oh my goodness. and yeah, that kind of had me sidelined yeah. for for a couple months. At which point, a family that I had stayed with during like the challenger days when you got housing yeah they reached out and were like listen they had a court in their house and they're like would you come and coach carmen uh so so i said yeah absolutely is that their their daughter, cha- daughter. yeah okay. yeah so she, carmen was got 13 14 i'd say at the time so that was brilliant you know i said yeah absolutely why not so um just something to do instead of being in dublin and not yeah. doing much with a kind of gammy ankle so that was great experience. Was that
0: in the States? That was in the States. Yeah, so that okay. was in Columbus, okay.
1: Ohio. So so did that for, you know, I kind of stayed with them. So that was kind of six weeks or so. And that was my first intro into coaching, really. And then that May was when the assistant, it looked like the assistant role at Memphis was going to come, yeah, open up. Um, the assistant at the time was set to be leaving. And I was kind of just... A little bit lost, you know. A little bit injured. No real support. No real partner. Now that Joe had kind of like catapulted ahead of me in the rankings, all the while it was kind of the history that we had together was the fun part of playing, really. So I kind of felt, yeah, just a little bit lost, and and this at the time lost
0: how would you say?
1: Well, yeah, I just didn't, you know, had was injured and and had no support, had no had no partner, wasn't sure if if I had the you know right stuff to to be competitive at the top of the game um, so kind of just doubting myself really you know i think tennis in ireland is the one thing i would say is there's not many people ahead of me that have you know cracked the top 100 or anything like that so in, in that sport we certainly have a lot to figure out so so a large part of my career was me just going out and failing and kind of then oh, okay next year i'll try and do this and that differently whereas i didn't really have any Many peers ahead of me to mm. to learn from their experience. So, so yeah, I just felt like I'd reached my my threshold. I think I, I was a little bit burnt out, truth be told, and just from scheduling, I just had really bad scheduling. You know, like just
0: when you were playing, when I was so, playing, yeah. just
1: thinking, oh no, it would be it would be the right thing to to keep playing until like the last few weeks of the year, and you know, like it just needed some time off. So I'd reached my limit, and and it kind of just came in the form of an injury that that took me aside for the couple months and and then it just looked like a great opportunity I really enjoyed the team aspect of college tennis it was a role I yeah I relished when I was at University of Memphis being the captain of the team and that really kind of elevated my game so to go back in a similar capacity I think anyone that's experienced that for me albeit that I've played you know some ATPs and some Davis Cups the most fun I've ever had on it on it tennis court was college doubles match Mm -hmm. in particular so just you know fighting with your friends and family on the court it it was it was brilliant I loved it so so that was something that I was kind of eager to experience maybe on the coaching side and just see what that was like and I mean it wasn't I wasn't you know fully committed into embarking on a path to becoming a head coach but it certainly just felt like you know a nice thing to do for a couple years until I got all my you know yeah, I's dotted and T's crossed and figured out what I wanted to do. Um so that was really the draw back to Memphis. And it's a place where, you know, I had total freedom for the first time in my life, you know, going over as an eighteen year old and making it work. So I had great I had great I did honestly create a family over there. I had a brilliant support system and my coach was an absolute yeah, father figure really. That's um, amazing, yeah. So I had had a ball and it was just kinda it was the easy choice really to just yeah retreat back to that kind of familiarity mm-hmm. where I'd experienced so many prominent years of my life in, in this city and I kind of equated my almost freedom to, to Memphis yeah. and, and my growth there and whatever else. So subsequently the position actually fell through uh, the assistant ended up not leaving and then at which point it kind of that really put the yeah, the nail in the coffin because I'd mentally committed to to the role and i found it hard then to try and enter the professional game again albeit mm. that i was a little bit healthier um so so then found myself in new zealand i got an invite to go down and play some club tennis and coach down in new zealand which i thought was fantastic so backstory again it was i did my pre-season so in 20 yeah december 2017 into january 18 i did pre-season in new zealand and it was a ball You I mean i had an absolute ball so A good friend, Seb Levy, who's got his own academy down there, invited me down. And that's, I guess, when I entered in a more of a professional capacity in terms of coaching. And then Luke Bambridge, a former partner, invited me to Australia for Australian Open in 2019. And that's how I got my invite onto the tour.
0: (laughs) And then once you went to... That's an amazing story, first of all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How you've transitioned. And it just goes to show you how important that, that guidance is that you had... eventually at Memphis and with the family and stuff like that, because we talk about how big the support team is for so
1: many players to have that
0: to have that guidance.
1: It can be it can be lonely. I think even on the double side of things, we're a little bit more fortunate that we kind of have a little bit more interaction. That's maybe a little bit less cutthroat that it can be on the singles, single side of things. Um, So there certainly is a sense of that
0: but how much of that those experiences and that guidance and obviously knowing Joe for so long has helped you progress with Joe and Rajiv
1: well yeah i think i think if there's one thing that i can really offer joe it's just reassurance you know i think that's what most good coaches could do you know i think you know i'm not on the radio to say i'm necessarily the best coach in the world you know i'm i'm striving to be that and i hope so one day but but you know there's good intentions there's a lot of history with Joe and I we've experienced a lot of highs and lows on the court off the court that that he knows hopefully that I've got his back and and we've been through a lot together and and to me that's that's you know it's an important part of the journey. It may not be you know in the capacities we thought it would be when we were you know young and dreaming of titles together, but it's still a real privilege and honor to still be involved with, with the guys today
0: How important do you feel like it is to have a coach for longer periods of time to to develop that trust because we see some you know some players switching quite a bit. Yeah. but you guys have been together for sort of known each other for so long.
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know it's there's so many different ways to becoming a great tennis player, um, and it's just you know whatever individual values come into it. You know, so obviously, yeah, just Joe having me in Joe's corner reassures him a little bit and we get out and it's not just all business and we have a good time and we're friends and we do stuff outside of the court play a game of golf or whatever it may be you know like so it's not we're not like fully switched on in tennis mode you know we kind of leave it to the court and we can park it compartmentalize it and and you know we don't always talk about it we kind of just go go with the flow you know both of us try and do a good job of getting out and exploring you know I think we're aware how fortunate we are in, in the position that we're in to be experiencing some, you know, fantastic cities around the world and, and just, yeah, have amazing opportunities open to us. So just yeah, both of us trying to capitalize on that, I yeah. suppose, and, and get out and explore and have fun, I think.
0: Yeah. And as a team, I, I asked them both this, but they've been together since 2019. Yep. And how much do you focus as a coach? pushing them and improving them because after a while teams pick up on certain patterns or what they of might course. do when yeah. they've seen them so often Yeah, how much are you aware of that and how much do you pay well, yeah, attention I guess, to that I, I guess. guess you
1: try and remain ob- objective and, and you know a, a great example would be today's match you know so we've played Neil and Wes in some, some big matches earlier this year and and we've been fortunate that a few of them have landed on our side so we kind of approached today's match that you know we got to Anticipate that they're going to try something different, um, but really, you know, a lot of these matches they come down to just executing on, mm-hmm. on a couple, a couple of the right balls. So, so yeah, so we, we try, You know, there's certainly, and that's the exciting thing with both Joe and Rajiv. I think there's still elements of of each of their games that they can improve. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that I'm kinda effectively coaching three guys, you know, I'm kinda individually coaching Raj and, and addressing, you know, when he needs to be to be at his best and, and the same for Joe and then of course the team. And I think it's quite fresh for the guys to to kind of practice separately. I think, you know, their skill sets are quite unique. To practice um,
0: separately, okay. Yeah, well yeah. no,
1: I mean we do yeah. we do a fair bit of both, but but uh but you know, I think I think Joe's level of, of athleticism is 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 something special, and Rajiv's timing and rhythm on the ball is is also something special. So it, it's great that they have, you know, a great marriage in 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 terms of of styles of play, which which makes them tough to play against. Mm. You know, so I think they really complement one another greatly, and and you know that's what's made them such a such an effective team and a hard team to beat.
0: And someone else in the corner, Louis Ka. Yeah. How much have you learned from from uh, him, Louis? He's, yeah.
1: I think I'm really fortunate to have had access to Louis. Both, you know, Joe and I were kind of privy to to getting some court time with Louis, and he, he's. I mean, I think he, he's dubbed, you know, as the doubles guru, but I think actually, you know, that does him a little bit of an inju- injustice. I think he's he's fanatical about tennis, and uh, and his approach is it's a systematic approach and. And he's just yeah he's he's really special. It's it's been yeah he's he's been almost like a tennis father for me to be able to kind of sit beside him during these matches and and pick his brain and uh, and he's really taken me under his wing, um, which has been great. But he he ultimately he is he is a great vision for for the potential of the pair. And yeah, I kind of like try and implement what he sees on a daily basis. And but he's very respectful. You know, he knows I'm the team coach. So in weeks like this, uh, you know, I lead, and, and you know, often it'll will default to Louis and see see what his thoughts are. But um, he's been in uh, you know such an important figure in in terms of my like tennis knowledge and and coaching, and you know, ultimately what I aspire to be in coaching because he's so well rounded and it's not it's so much more than just like formations and tactics it's 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 addressing the performer we talk a lot about and uh and yeah just just communication styles and you know he really is an encyclopedia when it comes to all this kind of stuff
0: i mean i think you touched on a a, a few things but some of the biggest tips that would you say you you got from him or you're getting from him still
1: um there's a wealth really but but yeah i mean i think this this performer stuff is yeah. is really good so we we try and separate you know the tennis on the day and and just control what we control and and you know our effort and our energy and being good partners to one another you know we really you know emphasize the team and and being a unit out there together and um, and just playing with your you know the performer is playing with your head heart and legs so if if, if that's not there, if you're not focused, if you're not engaged, if your heart's not in it, if you're not trying your best, well, then we don't want to talk about the tennis. We just merely want to talk about you as a performer. So I think that's pretty profound. Um,
0: that is profound. And then, yeah, uh, I
1: mean, yeah. I think his, his approach, you know, he, he's almost a mathematician and, and, you know, we really kind of just want to, tr- you know, establish a game plan that's going to win 52% of the points, Uh and it's these, it's these little battles that if we can kind of force our opponents into doing something that they're maybe not necessarily comfortable executing, you know, over the course of the match, we hope that they'll break down and, and those few percentage of points will will land on our side and ultimately culminate in a team win.
0: Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, last question. Yeah. Because you're on the road a lot. What, yeah. what do you do to get away, to have fun, to have your brain have a rest um,
1: well, away just, from tennis? Yeah,
0: good question. Besides I mean, golf, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a bit of a sports fan, just connecting with my friends and family back home. Yeah. So living living in London with my girlfriend is great, so we live just in Hampstead. Um, and just being outdoors, kind of just being, yeah. being active, doing my yoga, doing my different bits and bobs. I just recently... Started a, uh, a course called Bowen Technique, which is kind of like a, an energy therapy course.
0: Bowen, like, like your bones? No,
1: it's called Bowen, B-O-W-E-N.
0: Oh, sorry, Bowen. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's- a, What is it again? It's, it's like a, I probably shouldn't have, this is opened up back a whole kind of worms, but it's, uh, it's called- it's We could called, be here another hour. Yeah, it's called Bowen Technique or Bowtech. And it's kind of like this primal energy reset. So it's a little bit, think of it a little bit like acupuncture.
0: Oh okay. So it deals
1: with like different meridians and pressure oh points throughout the body. Um, you might have
0: to do a part two podcast.
1: Yeah, so I'm in the I'm yeah. Did you
0: just start it?
1: So I started it. So I've done three of the seven modules. So uh so I just did module three just. So before you I actually came have here.
0: like needles in you?
1: It's, it's so it's 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 non invasive, so it's 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 like just your hands. Um, but it's, okay. it's, it's pressure points. So, uh, so it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's acupuncture, but without, without the needles. That
0: sounds amazing. I hate needles. Yeah,
1: yeah it's great. So it, it's kind of, it's communicating with the body, you know, so kind of myofascial release or fascial release, um, but at a, at a pressure that maybe the body's willing to accept. So, so you're kind of like, yeah. You're
0: selling it to me.
1: It's, 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 yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, How do you feel so far? So I actually, I obviously can't really do it to myself, unfortunately, right. um, but I've done it on the guys a few times and, and it seems to be, seems to be helping. It's nice and relaxing. So it's kind of, it's, it, you'd be surprised. It's it's so non-invasive. It's almost like a, a meditation as well. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of, you know, restores balance to the body in homeostasis, so like it. Oh my God, really, I love it! I'm it's this. It's good, yeah. It, it is. So that that is maybe a nod to hear, go, hear the guys walking past now. They can tell you all about it. Joe, how have you been enjoying <laughs> I'm my I'm Bowen?
0: i about he's the
1: about about Bo- about yeah. the
0: Bowen technique. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cured There you go. Raj has even <laughs> been Saluma. on the table. Saluma also. The Saluma Pro. Saluma. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that's not what you would think of as normal, he's got in the bag. Oh my yeah, gosh. I got quite the. So
0: we need part two, three, yeah, four, five, I've six. I've got quite
1: the travel game right now. Oh to be honest. Oh
0: my god! No, seriously, can we do this again? Yeah, I, absolutely. I want yeah. It, we have to have updates on all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. have you had? Sorry, this bowing technique. Let's, yeah. Have you had this done on you?
1: So I have. So I basically. Um, so there's a there's a group of four of us taking the course together. So. So I haven't had like a full session done on myself. And, you know, with adequate wait times and, and whatever else. Um, but yeah, some of the moves have been performed on me and I felt really good after it.
0: Like, like rested or alert? Yeah, both. Oh my God. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, even just range of motion. So it's kind of just like, you know, your brain knows, you know, how you should be aligned. So it's kind of connecting your body back to your, to your brain and realigning everything. Um, so yeah, so often let's say if you've got one area that's let's say your hamstr- one hamstring is tighter than the other, so I'll work on the less tight hamstring and perform these moves. Now again, very non-invasive and and then I give you like 2 to 3 minutes rest so that that, that it will sink into your body so like it'll kind of reconnect and be like, "Oh yeah, that's where this should all be aligned." And then you'll work on the on the tighter side and yeah, and it'll it'll ultimately... So, yes, yeah, just I'm not really selling this very well. You're selling it very Am well, I?
0: yes, because I really want to do it now. Yeah, you I can want, research it. I'm going to research pretty interesting. it and check it, actually, it out. Actually, would you
1: believe, I think Pat Cash is a big proponent. Really? Of, I saw that on... Uh, on their like Instagram account but okay. he's, he's talked fairly openly about it okay. and the benefits of it okay. so take from that what you will
0: well we're, we'll let you finish your modules and then we're yeah. definitely going to yeah. get an update from you April
1: May next year April, I should May be next able year. to yeah, okay. have I'm going to track of you of down a, yeah, <laughs> have a bit more of a better explanation for what this is uh,
0: no it was great it was great <laughs> I'm going to let you go because I've kept you way too long no problem <laughs> all good but um, thank you so much and awesome work with them best of luck thank you very there. much
1: cheers